second welcome to the 56 we got a special nba playoff edition episode coming to you we got some uh some thoughts we're gonna give you on the current matchups in the nba playoffs heading into those starting tomorrow and we talked to a very very special guest we talked to dia from swiss culture and the blazers edge really cool conversation with covering the blazers out there in uh l she's in la but uh, she's covering the portland trailblazers so we look forward to bringing that to you without further ado we're going to hop right into these matchups trey let me ask you did you get a chance to watch the uh the play-in game the other night once again i have to clarify the fact that i do not watch a lot of sports i gamble on a lot of sports but i do not watch them i usually check out the stat line later and see what happened that memphis blazers game was a close game so yeah i did watch the end of it and it kind of ended the way i thought it was going to end to begin with i'm kind of surprised that memphis actually climbed back into that game but the lakers in five so i think the only thing that you take away from that game is damian lillard i mean he is a star. Like, there's no more star in the making. He is a star. And his imprint was all over that game. I love John Morant. I love what the Grizzlies have going on. But it's just too much Dame time going on there. So I do look forward to that next matchup uh, for them with the Lakers in the playoffs. All right, so we're going to take these in order. Um, tomorrow at 1.30 p.m., we got Jazz Nuggets. What are you looking for from that series? Jazz Nuggets. I think the Jazz are a, it's a, man they're a really good team but they're gonna live and die with donovan mitchell you know i know they also have rudy gobert i'm really high on rudy gobert as an overall center uh they have some other pieces there but they're gonna live and die with uh, donovan mitchell and i think that's gonna be at a fall the denver nuggets are an all-around team they got a little bit of talent everywhere with michael porter jr playing real well i think that's a really big deal like they, everybody was looking for him to play uh well during the beginning of the season i don't think he played well before the bubble started but since the bubble started uh porter jr is awesome you know so, and then yeah to that point i think the bubble is creating a lot of pseudo superstars with a lot of guys like i think for some reason guys are playing a lot better in this bubble situation and i tell you what it is I think it's because they can do nothing else but focus on basketball. And it kind of, to me, it kind of makes players tell on themselves where there's players that could be better than what they are, but they have so many other distractions in their real life that I think it takes away from what they can do on the court. Um, I'm going to take the Nuggets, too, in that series. Um, I think it'll be competitive. I think it probably goes six. Um, but I think, to your point, the Nuggets are so well-balanced that it's going to beat what the Jazz can offer. I don't think the Nuggets are going to go much further than this round, though. Yeah. Yeah, and the, um, only re- and the only thing about the Nuggets that really just make me so angry is that I gamble a lot on the Nuggets games, and if I gamble for them to win, they usually lose. And if I gamble, gamble on them to lose, they usually win. Like, they, <laughs> <laughs> they seem like a team that really doesn't care, to be honest. Right. They, just go, they just go out there and ball. And that could be good, and it could be bad. I think it's going to catch up to them maybe round two or three, but in the first round, I got the Nuggets too. All right, so game one, uh, Nets and Raptors is tomorrow at 4 o'clock. I'm going to take the Raptors all the way. The Raptors are an aggressive team. They're a complete team. They've been to the big dance before. They've won it, uh, even though they had Kawhi last year. That team can do it all. Um, And I think the Nets are are here for show right now. And next year is going to be the year that they do something. I got the Toronto Raptors, and I'm going to say in five. Um. I think the, the Toronto Raptors are going to win this series for sure. I don't think it's even going to be that big of a deal. Uh, the Nets kind of surprised some teams, but I think that's that's kind of 
um, attributed to the bubble uh, atmosphere and teams not really, you know, caring too much about these eight games. A lot of these teams were already set to be in the playoffs. So it really wasn't – the Nets were trying to gain a playoff position. The only playoff position that was up for grabs was in the West anyway. So the Nets knew they were going to be there. And now that they're there, there's some garbage, okay? Let's, let's be real here. Next year is looking really good for the Nets. You know, they got a lot of good young talent. You know, Levert is a, is a baller. Plus, next year, they're going to get Kyrie and Durant back. That team is going to go from eighth seed probably to top four seed next year. But this year, I got the I got the Raptors in four. They're going to sweep them. They're going to sweep. All right. So six thirty tomorrow. We got Sixers Celtics. How do you see that one shaking up? Sixers and the Celtics. Um, it would have shook out a lot differently if it wasn't for Ben Simmons' injury. Uh, Celtics, Celtics, and five, maybe six. It just really depends if the Celtics want to come out and play every game. If the Celtics come out and play the way they sh- they they should, it, it, they could sweep the Sixers. The Celtics are a far superior team. But the Sixers are going to hang around there. You know, Shake uh, Shake is really, you know, he's playing real well at point guard. I think he can give him some issues. And B's going to, you know, he's going to body him up some. But uh, Celtics just got too many guys to throw at him. Plus, Kimball Walker is a beast. Highly underrated guy. I got the Celtics in five. I love Kimba. This is the battle of the perennial underachievers when it comes to how far they should advance in the playoffs. Um, really good teams. Um, uh, Embiid's a little bit uh, inconsistent in terms of availability for my liking. Um, ben Simmons is out. I don't, I don't think losing Ben Simmons is a killer for that team. If Embiid just played lights out, I think he carried them past the Celtics. I just don't think he will. He's not that consistent. Um, I'm going to take the Celtics, and I think this one goes seven. All right, so this is probably one of the more interesting ones. The Mavericks and Clippers tomorrow at 9 o'clock. I have the Clippers winning this series. Uh, I think experience beats out. They got Paul George. They got Kawhi. Both playoff tested. Um, they're getting back Montrez Harrell. Uh, they got a lot of pieces. Lou Williams. That team is really, really deep. I think this series, I know a lot of people think this is going to be more competitive than what it is. I'm going to take the Clippers in a sweep. All right. You're wrong. I mean, it's, it's just that simple, Ellie. You're wrong, buddy. Um the Mavericks with Porzingis and Luka Doncic, they are good for at least one game in that series, probably even two, okay? Especially still being in that uh, that bubble atmosphere, how you talked earlier in past podcasts, how it's like an AAU-type you know, system where it's kind of the, whoever plays the hardest that night and the shots are falling down can win the game. And Luka is a baller, okay? Let's not, let's not get this twisted. Luka is, man, I, I don't uh, – top 15 player? possibly in the league, you know, and poor Zingas, uh, he was one of those guys just a few years ago and, and he can shoot that outside rock. The, that duo needs one more guy and they're going to be dangerous next year. This year, the Clippers are a little too much for them. They're going to, they're getting some guys back. They just got Pat Beverly back. Is Harold back? Is Montrez back now? Yeah, too? he's back. He's back in the bubble. Okay. Now that is a big deal, especially if he's playing in this first round. I don't think it'll be a sweep, but I still got the Clippers in five or six, but watch out next year for the Mavericks to add one good veteran presence on that team. And I think that number three veteran presence will make that team a lot better next year. But not right now. All right, so uh, Magic and the Bucks. To, that's going to be Tuesday at 1.30. Not much to talk about here. The Bucks and four, and I don't think it's going to be close. 
Um, I'll give the Magic one game because they are playing in Orlando. I don't even want to talk about that beyond that. Uh, I mean, it's it's that simple, dude. It's The Magic are playing in Orlando. They're at home. Give them one game, and then they're going to go to their actual houses, which is like 15 miles away from most of them. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Uh, let's see. Tuesday, 4 o'clock, Heat Pacers. Um, I think that I'm going to go with the Heat in six with this one. I don't think the Heat are an elite team by any stretch. Um, they have some playoff guys. Even their superstars are kind of meh for me. Um, but I'll take them in six over the Pacers because the Pacers never impress me. No matter who they add on that squad, they're always going to be a pretty decent team. What do you got? Man, if you would have asked me this with a healthy Victor Oladipo, I know he's playing right now, but he is it, – it, it's obvious. He's not fully uh, – He's not fully back from that injury. He is not looking crisp as he was before he got injured. He's not that that quick off the dribble guy like he always has been. You know, he, with Victor Oladipo the, the shape he's in, I think that makes that Pacers team a lot more weak than what they could be. That Heat team is going to be a bad matchup for the Bucks. I really want to see that Heat team play the Bucks. I think that's going to be a nice six, seven game series. Going to be a grueling one. But for right now, they just got to get past the Pacers, and I don't think it's going to be that big a deal. I think the Miami Heat are going to win it in six. And the only reason I say six is not a testament to the Miami Heat um, not being that good. But I mean, not a testament to the Pacers being that bad, but it's a testament to the Miami Heat not being that great. They're going to drop a couple. They're going to drop a couple boneheaded games. It's going to go six games, but they're going to show they're the better team. All right. So the matchup of the first round, perhaps. Thunder Rockets. There's a lot of storylines there if you're into that kind of thing to get you motivated to watch and what you think to get the players motivated to play. Um, I I honestly don't think that this is going to be as close as people are making it out to be just because of the Chris Paul angle. I think that the Rockets, and I know Westbrook's going to be out for a few games, um, but the Rockets just do too much uh, well in terms of offense, even without uh, Westbrook with Harden filling it up, and they got a couple other guys that can really shoot um, for the Thunder. I think the Thunder are kind of like your your slow-it-down team, um, your your YMCA basketball team, you know, but, and they're really good at that game. But I think the Rockets will start filling it up and make the uh, Thunder play outside of their comfort zone. So I'm going to take the Rockets, and I'm going to take them in six. See, you just called a Thunder that slow-it-down, that uh, gym team, right? That's what you just referred to them as, but you're going to take the Rockets anyway. That's the Rockets game. Okay, that's what you just uh, you referred to the Rockets the same way you for you referred to OKC. They're going to slow it down, but the only difference between the Rockets are they're going to chuck they're going to chuck them threes. They're going to shoot like 180 of them. Is that what they're averaging a game? Like, I mean, they're they're going to they're going to shoot a bunch of those threes. The thing is, I tweeted about this too, and this is my opinion. Any game that Harden and Westbrook are on, OKC cannot beat them. But Westbrook's out. He's out for a couple games. And if Harden does not play, lights out, 40-plus points, flawless basketball, get to the rim, get to the foul line, and then those supporting guys don't knock down those threes, they could easily find themselves down 2-0. And I think it's going to be a series. This game is – this series, I would almost guarantee money. It's going to go six, maybe even seven. Plus, you also forgot all about your boy Chris Paul. Chris Paul's a little – I mean, I don't think he's come out and said anything, but I guarantee you Chris Paul ain't 100% cool with what happened there in Houston, Now him now playing in OKC. So give me the uh, – I don't want to really pick this game. This is a pick game for me. 
a pickup series. A pickup series. Yeah, pickup series for me. Um, I think with Westbrook coming back, as long as the Rockets don't go down like a couple games, I think that they'll be able to do it in six or seven. But if they go down those two games, eh, I, don't, I don't know. All right, so last matchup of the first round. I think this is probably the one that's going to get all the ratings. This is the one that people really care about. Uh, superstars against a superstar in Dame Lillard versus LeBron versus Anthony Davis. Um, the Lakers versus the Trailblazers. Me personally, I think this is upset time. And I, I think LeBron and Anthony Davis haven't fully developed that chemistry that I want to see from a team that's really going to do well in the playoffs. And outside of those two players, I struggle to see where the rest of that team comes together. The Trailblazers are a little bit more balanced than people give them credit for just because Dame Lillard is such a superstar. They got C.J. McCollum. Um, they got Nurkic. They got a couple of other guys out there that can do some things functionally that help them um, against a team like the Lakers that are so top-heavy. Um, I mean, I know LeBron's LeBron, but LeBron's been around for a long time. Um, and I think that's going to weigh on him a little bit, just kind of his, the amount of minutes he's played in his career. Anthony Davis, I don't think we really know what he is in the playoffs, right? Because his, his, uh, his Pelicans team, they were okay. I don't think they really advanced that far in the playoffs before. Are this you might about be new to, to him. The Blazers? I'm going to take the Blazers and I'm going to take them in six. Wow. Wow. I am shocked. Uh, I should have uh, left it silent for a few seconds just out of the pure shock value because I'm shocked. Um, there's no way the Lakers lose this series. Okay. I know a lot of people have been saying, oh, man, this is a really bad matchup for the Lakers. You know, this Portland team's playing real good. This Portland team just went through a lot. They're on a high. I could see Portland scaring the Lakers early with maybe a game one win. But you've got to remember, man, and I, you don't give him enough credit. This is LeBron James still at a height of his – he's still at the peak of his abilities. I think he's coming down some, but not much. If he's coming down the hill – he, he, he can reach back up and touch the top of the hill. He's still there. He just he might be coming down the other side, but just barely, okay? LeBron James can take a game over, okay, at any point. He will take the game over whenever he needs to. and keep. But can he take over game. seven games? And I think that's a question you're going to have to oh answer. Oh, my God. It's an easy answer. Yes, he can. He's done it his whole career, and there's no – until he shows me he can't, there's no reason to think he can't. Plus, AD, AD is just an added bonus to what LeBron can do. And then the rest of that team, I'm really glad to see that Rondo came back to the bubble because I think they really needed that veteran that veteran presence to help out uh, handle the load at facilitating whenever LeBron's out on the floor, plus playing some lockdown defense. I'm really upset they, they don't have Avery Bradley. But, you know, with uh, Josh Smith and uh, what's his name? Waiters. With Deion Waiters, I think that they're going to add some things that we haven't even seen in the bubble. I really think the Lakers kind of just coasted there toward the end of that, that eight-game bubble stretch, and they're going to really show you who they are during the Blazers and put the stomp down on them. We're going to bring Dio on the line to talk to us about uh, how she feels about the series, uh, the Blazers in general, her fandom, um, Blazers fashion. I mean, we cover it all. So thank you for joining us as well. We're, we're certainly glad to have you here. So, and it's a good time to talk to you because the uh, the Blazers did something special yesterday. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you watch the game yesterday? Yeah, I did. I did watch it. It was. It was. Man, these games have been just down to the wire. <laughs> my my blood pressure can't take it. You know what? It's it's. Good to be like that because uh, we're DC based, so we got the Wizards, and uh, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. No reason to yeah. watch. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, Trailblazers, they this is this is what it's like to be a Trailblazers fan constantly. I don't I mean I I'm I'm 35 and I've been a fan since I was a little kid. And I don't remember ever feeling like, hey, we got this. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just always a roller coaster yeah. of, hey, we maybe have a chance, but we're not quite yeah. sure. Yeah. I, you know what? But I think that excitement is what makes sports great. You know what I mean? Like, just to. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So you, you saw yeah. a little bit of Clyde Drexler in your day, huh? Oh, I had a life-size poster of Clyde on the back of my door growing up. I was a huge Clyde Drexler fan. That was a guy. Top 50 player or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. Although I got to say, I think Dame's on track to take him out as possibly the best Blazer ever. (laughs) So maybe a hot take there, but I think I think he's he's might be he might be doing it. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, dear. You got uh, you've got Damian Lillard, of course. He's one of the top players in the game. You also got you also got CJ McCollum, though. I think yeah. I think CJ McCollum's a little underrated. I think he's one of the most underrated number twos in the game. What do you feel about that? Yeah, I agree. You know, it's it's interesting because he and Dame have a, a friendship that goes back before the NBA, and the two of them always are kind of paired together with Dame kind of taking the spotlight. But CJ is he is solid, and he's been coming in clutch for us. I mean, there have been times throughout the season where Dame, um, there was a a point before the shutdown happened where Dame was injured and CJ was playing. And man, that man, he can ball. And I feel like he, I almost feel like he's better without Dame on the court. Um, But he is, yeah, I agree. He is very underrated. I think he's starting to get a little more attention, uh, more of the attention that he deserves. And he's playing with a broken back. I mean that's that sounds dramatic, but he's got a fractured vertebrae. That's still next right. level. I mean, I couldn't do it. Yeah, that just I same. I stubbed my toe and I'm out for <laughs> yeah, like get, an hour. Get the ambulance. <laughs> no way. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't know if I want to give too much credit. You know, I did play flag football with a back injury. You remember Lawrence, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it was about your normal level of play, so we didn't miss much. <laughs> hey, let me ask you: um, How far do you think they can go this year? I'm probably the worst person to ask this because I am just perpetually glass half full with these guys. I will sit here and tell you, I truly think that they could go to the end, but I also know that that is not a common take. (laughs) Um, I, I, I think that they've got, I think, I think we're one person away from really being a contender. I think, I think we're close and I, you know, it's, Going into this, the Lakers, the Lakers are, I mean, they're in the number one seed in the, in the West. So obviously they're going to come out and they're going to compete. However, they've struggled a little bit since being in the bubble. And I don't know if that's just because the games haven't mattered for them really, or if, or if there's something going on there, it's a totally different environment. I don't know. And I think, you know, I, 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 I I know everybody's down on it, but I think it's a chance. I think there's a chance. I'm not counting. I don't think you can count the Blazers out until they are out because they will take you, as you've seen mm-hmm. in these games, to the last possible second, sure. and then That's they'll right. win. So we'll see. I don't know. I I think I think I think I think you can't count them out. I don't think you can. I don't think you can say that they don't have a shot. Um, as far as like realistically, I I don't know. I don't know. I I can't I can't say that they don't have a shot. It's just not in me to say that they don't have a shot. <laughs> okay, okay. During the surge the Blazers have had during this bubble run, 
Um, Carmelo Anthony, he's playing lights out here in the past few games. First of all, do you think this is going to continue on into the playoffs? And second of all, do you think Carmelo's coming back next year to play with the Blazers? Oh, Mello. I love Mello. I'm, I was a huge fan of his when they brought him on. I thought he was perfect for us when they, when they brought him, you know, he, again, he, I don't feel like he's one of these guys who's just had stellar games in the bubble. I think he's done well. And I think he's come in again, come in clutch for us when we've really needed him, but he hasn't, I mean, he, he's played well, just not, he, he, not as well as I think maybe people are acting like he's played. Um, that being said, I think he's done what we've needed him to do. And, and, and I'm glad to see it. I, I think it'll continue. I think the one thing that the Blazers have going for them that I don't see as much with other teams is they just don't give up. They want it and they fight hard for it. And, uh, I think, you know, we're seeing that with Mello as far as coming back next year, he has publicly made comments about wanting to finish his time out in Portland and I truly believe that he has found a place where he feels like he fits. You know, Dame and CJ were, were gunning for him to come to the team years ago before he came. Um, and I think that he was wanted here at a time where nobody else wanted him. Um, and I think, you know, he, there was just an interview yesterday, I think, that came out where he said Dame is, is the top guy he's ever played with. I think he enjoys this team. I think the chemistry is good. I think he's found a, a place that he fits. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him stay, honestly. If I came to you and said, I'm going to trade you Steph Curry for Dame Lillard, straight up, are you doing it? Oh, oh this is this is like asking me to pick which of my children is my favorite. <laughs> I, You know, I, I am a closet Steph Curry fan. I very rarely say it uh -oh. publicly because I am so much of a – Dame Lillard, Portland Trailblazers yeah. fan. I I really love Steph Curry, but I would have to say no. I I, uh. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade him. I think. I think. I think that fit and chemistry on a team is almost as important as pure skill. And I think that Dame is where he wants to be. He wants to be in Portland. He has not made that a secret. And I think Dame is one of those people that he is going to make the people around him better. Not to say that Steph doesn't. I think he's a great guy, too. And I think he probably does the same thing. But I just think that Portland loves Dame. I think Dame loves Portland. I think it's an excellent fit. And I think you pull Steph Curry into that same spot and take Dame out. And you're not going to have the same impact, in my opinion. I don't think... I don't think you can. I don't think you can trade one for the other, and so I, I would have to go with 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 no. But it's hard because I, <laughs> I have them both. Can we just? No, like, no way. Just, I, <laughs> just one. All right, yeah, you're going with I Dame. Know, I know. I'm going with Dame. I'm going with Dame. Okay. What are, yeah, what are your What are your uh, personal thoughts of two in, two players in particular, Paul George and Pat Beverly? And I'm kind of <laughs> referring to the little taunting incident. I'm sure that's where you know I'm go, where I'm going yeah. with this. Yeah, you know, I just wrote an article about this, actually. Um, I I will say over and over and over, I am a big fan of uh, good basketball players, but I am an even bigger fan of good people. And uh, I really appreciate a player that can carry themselves with class. Um, that being said, I also like a little bit of trash talk. I like a little bit of drama. I was a, I was an athlete growing up. I know how that goes. I know how that competitive nature gets you, gets you going and, and I get it. 
That being said, those guys sure talked a lot, but Dane backed it up with how he played. Uh, you know, nobody's perfect. The best of players is going to have an off night. Um, he missed a couple shots that he almost never misses, and they saw their opportunity to uh, come at him after he, I mean, he he's he's done his share of, of damage to them in the past. And so I think, uh, I think they went for it. And quite frankly, I, I thank them for it because I think he, it fueled his fire and he came out and played even stronger for us. So, you know, I, I'm all for a little bit of, a little bit of rivalry. I think things can get taken too, too far. I don't, I don't know if this got taken too far. I think they all were pretty tame about it, but um, you know, I mean, you can talk a big talk, but what really talks is, is how you play. And he, he definitely can back it up. Are the, are the Blazers the biggest team in Portland right now? Or is the Timbers competing with that or what? Uh, you know, I actually don't live in Portland. I live in LA, um, which is an, which is irony going into <laughs> yeah. this first round. I grew up in Port. I, I grew up in Oregon and my family is in okay. Portland. Um, so that's where this comes from. So I, 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 I hear a lot of, all I know is what I'm hearing on social media and stuff. And most of who I follow is, um, is Blazers. our yeah. Blazers fans. So I don't see the Timbers talk quite as much, but I definitely have seen that they are doing, I think it's exciting for Portland. That's typically a smaller market to be doing so well in more than one area right now. I, I think that's just an exciting thing when you've got a smaller market where, where you don't necessarily get that that often. Yeah. So I, I see uh, on social media a lot, you're encouraging Blazers fans to show off their jerseys and whatnot. Do you, do you have yeah. a favorite jersey and colorway for the Blazers? Yeah, I, you know, I really, I really like their, the black one that has the white stripes on the white, the, it's like the classic black was the one they wear now, the black one that they wear now. I really like that. I really like the Rip City, the City Edition jerseys that they just did this year. I don't know how you made me choose this, man. <laughs> like, there's just, I think Portland has branded themselves really well. And while I like a lot of jerseys from a lot of teams, um, I would not trade Portland's style for anything. I think they've done a great job with their branding, with their colors, with how they do things. I, I honestly, there is not one that I don't like. I, I really love them all. Do you uh, how, how many songs on Damian Lillard's album have you listened to? <laughs> I've I have listened to them all. I am very much a country <laughs> fan, uh, so it's it's not my typical style. That being said, it is it's probably the only album I have of of that <laughs> genre of music. Um, I am definitely a fan of pretty much everything that Dame does. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Granted, I I it's still probably not getting picked over country music, but. Uh, the guy's got talent. Yeah. Okay. Guy's got talent for sure. Okay. So you're, you're obviously a Blazers fan. What other teams? How about NFL? Are you an NFL fan? What's your favorite team? If you got to, if you're watching the NFL. Yeah. So I am definitely a basketball fan. I, I know basketball. I played basketball. I follow it. Well, um, other sports I enjoy, I'll sit down and watch anything. I mean, I grew up playing golf, so I'll sit down and watch golf. Like I, it doesn't take much for me to be entertained when it comes to sports. That being said, I don't follow them the, to the same degree. Um, but I am, I'm, I don't know if I want to admit this publicly. I am a Miami Dolphin <laughs> fan. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, that's a struggle for, although when they did not take Justin Herbert this year, who was, who was, you know, coming from yeah. Oregon, uh, I decided maybe it was time to be an LA <laughs> fan because, you know, I live here and they took him. So. <laughs> 
You, it sounds like you like underdogs. I don't know. And maybe that's just kind of where you are. But I, you get an underdog story. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a little bit of an underdog fan. I mean, I, I really love to win. I am competitive <laughs> to no end. Uh, and I do not like to lose. But I'm definitely a fan of the underdog. That is a fair statement. What was your uh, points per game average when you played? Oh, geez. I don't even. I, 36. I didn't play. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I was, I was, you know, five foot two and just solid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I also, I do, I do follow baseball a little bit. I was, I'm an angels fan. Um, yeah, you know, we got Mike Trout and it's one of those that you just, you just love to watch. He's, he's doing big. You know, things. what's funny about that. Trey and I were talking about Mike Trout. I knew you were going to bring this. Up, I, so I am. Right <laughs> I am. How, how big of a, a good point. big of a star he could be. And how great of a player he is. And I feel like, and tell me if you think we're wrong about this, but I feel like in order for him to really get the credit he deserves, he's got to leave that L.A. market with those late night games. you agree? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know enough about baseball, but it, it doesn't seem like this is, which is interesting because I think of L.A. as being a big market. Yeah. But I feel like, I, I, yeah, I kind of feel like, he, I don't think he will leave anytime soon. I think he signed a real long yeah. contract here, but um, yeah, I, I, I could see that. I think, you know, which is, again, it's so interesting because LA is a big market, but um, it's East coast bias. That's I, all it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I could see it. I could see him going. So as far, I mean, I don't know as far as like what he wants, but as far as him being successful somewhere, I could see him going somewhere else. Okay. Okay. Um, Jordan or LeBron. LeBron. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, Hold, uh, uh, no, I, that's not okay. <laughs> I'm a Clyde Drexler fan. I'm a Clyde Drexler fan. And Michael Jordan and Clyde Drexler, like, you can't like them. I hated Michael Jordan with everything in me when I, and this is, I was like seven or eight when they, in the 90s when they were, and I, I mean, I could not, you could not utter Michael Jordan around me without me feeling like I was going to be sick. Like, I just, I was, I could not with him um you know again i clyde clyde was stellar and i don't think he got as much attention as he would have in any other case because of michael True jordan story. if michael jordan and clyde had played in a different time periods clyde would have been a, a bigger yeah. star um than than he was and i think that always i was even as a kid i think i recognized that to some degree and was a little bit bitter so i i'm probably never going to pick michael jordan since you, since you hate jordan so much i need to ask you do you own any jordan <laughs> shoes or have you ever owned jordan shoes oh I, well, tell yeah, the I, truth i'm a little bit of a <laughs> i'm a little bit of a shoe snob i did for the first time ever i did buy a pair of jordans not that long okay. ago and i i can barely bring myself <laughs> to be honest they, they, i've worn them a couple times and it just feels <laughs> okay <laughs> I got another one for you here because me and Lawrence have talked before about this. We ranked our top five players on a recent podcast. Um, what are your thoughts that my boy Lawrence put Larry Bird in the top five of all time? I mean, Larry Bird is Larry, Larry Bird. Legend. He, he, yeah, you can't. I, I top five. I, he said top five. Let me remind you of that real quick. I don't know that I'd put him in my top <laughs> five, but I definitely think that he's somebody that uh is a solid solid player for sure to be specific he ranked him third overall all time <laughs> oh. 
I mean, I'm glad that you're loyal to the people that you like. That's, that's a good quality. Please come back on the podcast sometime. <laughs> I'm not sure I want that. <laughs> hey, um, oh, listen, uh, it's a lot of fun, and we appreciate you joining us, um, and, and we're just giving you a hard time. Yeah. We certainly enjoy talking to you. Yeah, for sure. Um, good luck with everything that you're doing, and uh, yeah, we'll Thank check you. you on social media and uh, keep tabs on your, your jersey game. And also how those blazers are yeah. doing, all right? I I appreciate it. Have a great day. Right, we'll yeah, thank you. You too. Bye. All right, y'all. Hope y'all like the episode. Hope y'all like the guest, Dia. Shout out to her. Shout out to Swiss Culture. Shout out to Blazers Edge. Um, you know, wonderful guest. We love having her on. Hopefully, we can talk to her again soon. If you're not already following the 56 podcast, make sure you do so. Check us out on Twitter at the 56 podcast. You can find us in our Facebook group at the 56 podcast. Find us on Spotify. Find us on Apple uh, Podcasts. We're everywhere. Check us out. The 56 podcast. Same uh, handle. All social media. Check us out. We'll catch y'all next time.